So, Sister Shirley, I think she uh, had to go back to the hospital last night, not feeling well. Uh, she's been hurting in her back and her uh, muscles, and uh, I think her medicine is still just not regulated right, and she's been having problems. So I remember Sister Shirley this morning. Also, Sister Becky Gibbons uh, requests prayer this morning. We'll remember her in our prayers, and we want to remember Sister Erica Reagan in her prayers this morning as well, and also continue to pray for Brother Ron and Sister Vicki. And I know there's there's more needs this morning. If you just make those known by that lifted hand, Amen. God sees our hands and He knows our hearts. When we lifted our hand, He knew what we was thinking about this morning, and He's very mindful of each request. Amen. So let Brother Johnson come and lead in prayer. Man, you have to be here this morning. Man, how many had a hard week this week? Amen. Fighting everything that's going on around us, seeing it all, corruption coming, but knowing those are coming. Amen. Come to hear from me this morning. So let's just pray together. Lift your needs to him. God will answer each and every one. Heavenly Father, Lord. Lord, we love you this morning, Lord Jesus. Lord, we give you thanksgiving and we give you praise this morning that, Lord, we're still here fighting the greatest battle ever fought. Lord, to be able to be one, Lord, that you've chosen to stand here and fight is an honor, Lord. Lord, I ask you this morning, Lord, to come down amongst us in a mighty way, Lord. You see the needs that have laid before us, Lord. Lord, Sister Shirley, Lord Jesus, and Sister Vicki, and Brother Ron, and Sister Erica, Lord, and Lord, Sister Becky. You see each and every need. You see the hands that was raised. Lord, would you move in a mighty way for each and every one, Lord. Lord, as we bind our faith together, Lord, believing, Lord, that we ask upon you, Lord, and you'll move for each and each situation. Lord, we ask you to come into this service, Lord, and Lord, have your way this morning, Lord. You see every need that we have. You see every word that needs to be spoken, Lord. You see every bondage that needs to be set free, sickness that needs healing. Lord, touch Brother Mark and the musicians, Lord. Let them anoint an atmosphere of worship and praise, Lord. And then, Lord, be with our pastor. Touch him, Lord. Lord, anoint him in a special way this morning, Lord, that he may stand, Lord, and speak the words of eternal life to us, Lord. And let us grow. Let us be encouraged. Let us gain for what we have need of for the fight ahead. Lord, we give you these things in your lovely name we pray. Amen. Amen. And have your seats just for a moment this morning. Sister Christy.
opportunity to have service this morning. Are you going to give all that you have so that God can give back? Amen, Brother Mark. Yeah, please. Okay, we want to say it's good to have Sister Wanda back on the piano again this yeah. morning, too. We thank the Lord for touching her today. Let's sing this together this morning. Well, soon this life will all be over, and our pilgrimage will end. Soon we'll take our heavenly journey, be at home again with friends. Oh, heaven's gates are standing open. Just a little while to stay here, just a little longer to labor in this 
low and sinful state that we're living in this morning. Amen. Let's sing this together. I think it's going to be PG. Well, I'm on my way to heaven, and I'm so glad. Yes, I'm.
a song this morning. The word destined for the throne. Anyway, let's sing this. Well, I once was lost in sin. Oh, but Jesus took me in. And then little light from heaven filled my soul. Well, it made my heart in love. And it wrote my name above. And just a little talk with Jesus made me whole. So let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our troubles. He will hear our faintest cry. He will answer by and by. When you feel a little prayer will turn it. You'll know a little fire is burning. And it's just a little talk with Jesus that makes it right. Now I
better this morning if you just lay all your burdens down and let the Lord take care of them. Amen. I was thinking the other day about the difference between praise and worship. Praise is when you're really feeling good and you're on top of the mountain. You're like, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. But worship is when you don't feel like it. And you have to sacrifice and say, Lord, I love you and I thank you. And you worship him because you know who he is. And he's a rewarder to them that diligently seek him. So if you don't feel like praising, at least worship him this morning. Sacrifice and give him your praise this morning. Amen. Let's sing this if we could. I saw the Lord it on. Exalted high, oh, and the train of his robe it filled the temple and the angels were gathered round
holy this morning and he's Lord of all. We'll let you have your seats when we have our ushers to come this morning and receive the offering for the service you just given to the Lord. I don't think there's any birthdays. If there is and I missed it, forgive me. It's because I don't know this morning. But uh, driving to church this morning, just looking up at how gloomy and cloudy and whatever it was, and it made me think of this song that I hope Sister Wanda feels like singing with me and Brother Matt this morning. When clouds of doubt hover over me, storms of life toss me to and fro, there is a place that we can go this morning. Amen. Help us sing it if you want to this morning. God is my refuge.
that this morning that God is our refuge he's a strong and mighty tower that we can run into amen let's stand together this morning if you will before we invite our pastor to deliver what the Lord has laid on his heart for us today we're just so looking forward to the word of God amen it's what helps us and gives us strength to keep pressing on you're not going to be here without any tests and trials let me tell you you're going to face tests and trials every day of your life but God is a refuge. Amen. Amen. And we're here to lift his name this morning. So let's sing this together if you will. Lord, I lift your name. Your in the house of the Lord. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go in the house of the Lord. In the book of Exodus chapter 12, God told Moses that each home household, the head of each home shall kill a lamb uh, for each house. Prepare it. Take the blood, place it upon the lintel of the house the post of the house, roast the lamb. It was the time of the exodus. They were to have their loins 
girded and their shoes on their feet. They were going somewhere. They were going somewhere. I believe God wants us to be the same way this morning to have our shoes on because we're going somewhere. Because we're going up the way of holiness this morning by the grace of God. Let's sing that song, Walking Up the King's Highway, as him trustees will come this morning. This is the tithes, the first fruits you give to the Lord, and he will bless you. Well, my way gets brighter. My Lord gets Put your hands brighter. together. Walking up the King's Highway. There's joy in knowing. With Him I'm going. When we're walking up the King's Highway. And it's up the king's highway in the way of holiness. Praise God. Just going to meet the king. And will you sing that old song? Let's see if we can sing it too. Soon and very soon we're going to see the king. We got time, don't we? Amen. Praise the Lord. That old. And very soon we are going to see the king. Yes, soon and very are going to see the king. Yes, we are. Well, 
see him by his grace. Appreciate our musicians. Thank you, Brother Matt. Brother Mark for helping us there. Praise the Lord this morning. Uh, you know, I, I was uh, in great meditations last night and thinking about somewhere about 3.34 this morning, the great responsibility that is upon a pastor's shoulder to be certain that he is feeding his congregation truth. And to prepare them to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. It is not just a formal gathering or just a place to come to see one another. Even though all those things are great. But it is a place to where we learn how to please our Lord Jesus Christ. That when we come into his presence. He can say well done my true and faithful servant. It is a great task that's given. And we must be found faithful to be certain that we are bringing food here that will make us ready for the soon coming king this morning. I want to invite you to go with me in the book of Luke chapter 14 at a passage of scripture here. A very familiar old passage. Still speaking on our series, Return to Your First Love. I believe this is part nine in series. Uh, Luke chapter 14, verses 16, I would like to read. Then said he unto him, A certain man made a great supper and bade many, and sent the servant at supper time to say to them that were Bidden come, for all things are now ready. 
And they all with one consent begin to make excuse. The first one said unto him, I bought a piece of ground. I must needs to go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. Another said, I I bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them. I pray thee, have me excused. Another said, I have married a wife, therefore I cannot come. He obviously had a good excuse. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city and bring in hither the poor and the main and the halt and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded, and yet there is room. And the Lord said unto the servant, Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. For I said unto you that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. Quite a scripture here. And then in Timothy, Second Timothy chapter 3. To look at two verses there. Second Timothy three and verse eight. Now it was Janus and Jamris which stood Moses, so do, do these also resist the truth, men of reprobate minds, men of minds reprobate concerning the faith. Let me read that again. Now it was Janus and Jamris. Which stood Moses, so do these also resist the truths. Men of corrupt mind reparate concerning the truths. For they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men as there also was. Do Do you understand that what God will allow things to happen to bring about a manifestation. And uh, in this particular scripture, we understand that Janus and Jamris withstood Moses, but we see that their, their miracles and their prophecies was no way in compatibility to that of Moses. So God gave them an opportunity for their follies to be made known. It was a given opportunity that that which was on the inside would be manifested. And you understand that God sometimes allow circumstances to arise in our lives. Just to test our reaction. To see what is coming out of us in our lives. And as hard as the trials may be, or the circumstances may appear, we have to take it that God has proven us. That God is testing us. That every child that comes to God must be tried. Now I believe that God has a way of bringing us through the fire this morning. 
Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, we deem it a privilege to be back in the house of God. Lord, as I woke today and I thought about the reality, uh, the seriousness of the truth, the word being preached in this age, it's not a light matter for uh, any uh, servant of God, ministers, pastors, those who have called to the front line to stand for what is truth and what is righteous. In a day where we see such a resistance against uh, truth, Lord, with the spirit of the age of uh, the people's rights, we pray, God, that this morning that your word will find a resting place as it goes forth today with power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. Bring every mind and spirit and thought under captivity of the Holy Spirit today. And may the word goes forth with power and demonstration today, I pray. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and the church says, Amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. I wanted to commend my time to the Lord in these messages that he has been given to the body of Christ here in Murfreesboro and Sometimes it's a little uh, much of a challenge for a, a, a man to stay harnessed and to stay with uh, God's thoughts and inspiration uh, simply because there are so many different streams of inspiration that comes, especially when he's in devotions or perhaps studying uh, uh, other materials. Um, maybe not the same subject matters, but I want, I want to discipline myself to uh, stay with what God is ultimately saying to uh, the body of Christ here today. I, I want to go back into the series of message on the return to your first love because I believe that as the first church, the Ephesus church, we saw how that they uh, was... Uh, Commended by God to, uh, to go on, to not relax, but to press on into perfection. And God spoke of this church in, uh, in, in uh, Revelation chapter 2. We saw where he was uh, now encouraging the church to go back to its first love. Now that first love was lost and it was the love that they had at Pentecost. He said that you must do the first work, the work that they started out, the work of the miracles, the work of signs and wonders, the work as it was in the time of Ananias and Sapphira, uh, the work uh, at the gate called Beautiful, that God was now speaking to the Ephesus church that they must go on uh, and to return to their first love. And as we notice that church in the history of uh, the seven church ages, that Ephesus actually did not really go on, but they, they relaxed and they were slack in going back to Pentecost. And as a result of that, the church went into apostasy. That there was uh, so much so, never even a trace of the Pentecostal blessings 
And in the church of Ephesus, there remained just a small number, nucleus of believers there because they detained from running back into where God had taken them and brought them from. They were actually detained from going quickly into the place that God desired for them to go. It is so easy this morning as believers to, to drag our feet or to uh, move slowly when God asks us of certain things. But I want you to understand that God has uh, brought before us an example here of Ephesus. That he's saying to the church of God that he wants us to run back to this place of our first love. How the church has drifted from Pentecost. How it has moved from the outpouring of the Holy Spirit to a place of lukewarmness in this age. A place of complacency. A place that man feel complacent in the church. But God is once again saying, I will light the fire of Pentecost once again in this age. And there will be people whose heart will be on flame with the work of the first church. Now I want you to understand that there are severe penalties that follows hearing the truth preach and turning it down. Uh, this type of attitude leads to a shared conscience toward God. Now, the result is God turning his back from such with unimaginable consequences. You know, when God gives a warning, then there is judgment. And I believe that is a devastating place to be in. Losing God's immunity against disasters in our life. That when God brings the truth, he expects us to turn our heart towards truth. I believe if you're, if you're a child of God, that every child of God that comes to him must be child trained. You see, it leads us to a place of despair, emptiness, destitute, feeling forsaken, crushed by griefs. Hopelessness, and in the wilderness of calamities, tragedies, and dark depression. Caught in raging rivers of trouble. Unimaginable pain and sorrow of heart. Dark sleepless nights and terrible excruciating painful days. You see the weights of dark cloud hanging over a person can be very crushing tonight. Mental turmoil hells on your heel. When God begins to uh, speak to uh, you today as a church or as a body of Christ. And when God's face 
is turned from you, a person, or a church. There is severe depravity that comes with that. See, God gives warning and then uh, judgment. You see, without God's uh, face of approval, one's life will lead to inconceivable emotional, physical, and spiritual chaos. It is all too daunting to overcome without God on your side today. If God is on your side, you're a blessed person. And if God be for you, none can be against you. The ultimate desire and quest of our heart is, I want God's face to shine upon me. It is imperative that you better hear God's truth. When God brings truth to a nation, He desires the entire nation to come under submission to that truth. When God brings truth to a church, God desires that all comes under submission to truth. When God brings truth to an individual, God desires an individual to come under submission to truth. When God gives an invitation to submit to his truth and it is turned down, then comes impending judgment. You see, God is a just God. God is not a God that just uh, execute disaster and uh, impending judgments upon our lives. God is a God of righteousness, one who is just in his ways. And God will never send judgment upon his church without giving a window of grace and mercy. You believe it? How many are witness of that? How many can witness that uh, if there is anything that happened to me in the line of impending judgment, it wasn't that. Uh, it was God's fault. God is just and God is righteous. To our text now. Over 2,000 years ago, the Jews turned down their invitation to accept truths and their Messiah. You see, Israel turned down the invitation to come to the wedding supper. They turned it down and went into judgment. They made excuses. And look how they suffered uh, this morning. When you think of a people that is so chastised, persecuted, done wrong. All hated, prejudiced against. There's not a human race upon the earth that was so persecuted as the Jews. But you see, God had bid them to come to an invitation. And they were faced with truth and God's presence. But when Israel turned out the presence of God, judgment was placed upon them. You look at Israel, over 68 million Jews slaughtered under the dark ox anointing. 
a people that are so hated even today. Oh, Israel stand by itself. And when they turned down the Messiah, even there that day at Calvary, and they cried out, even when Pilate said, I find no fault in this man. And they cried out for his blood. And what did the Jews said? Let his blood be upon us. And upon our children. And if it's not so, then God did not lie. God told a lie. All the blood of the Messiah had been upon the Jewish nation because God's face had turned against them. Oh, yet they claim to be a people that love God. A people who was caught in the nets of Judaism. That when the Messiah came, their eyes were holding that could not see the Messiah. That the spirit of Judaism had captured them over their eyes being opened to Jesus Christ. And yet they claimed and boasted of great things that they have done. They can go back in the history of the church and tell you the great miracles that happened in the time of Moses. And how that God opened the Red Sea. And how that God brought down the walls of Jericho. And how that God did miraculous things there with the, the Israelites in their journey to Canaan. Yet they can reminisce all these things. But yet they stoned and killed the prophets that were sent to them. These were our people. It's a very devastating place to be when your face is turned against God or God's face is turned against you. You think of a greater nation as Israel was. A greater people that was so supernatural. But yet God's back was against Israel. Simply because there was a penalty that goes with that. We understand uh, the rejection of truth resulted to the Jews being the most hated people of all the world put together. We feel sorry for the Jews and our heart goes out to the Jews this morning. And we have compassion for the Jews because we know that God's plan will be carried out. And there was a purpose and there was a plan. And regardless that God still in his providence someday in Revelation 11, he will go back to the Jews with two of his prophets, Moses and Elijah. But you see, my message is, truth is important. It's important for you and I, as people of God, to understand that truth must not just be amened, but truth must be embraced in our hearts. Because it is the ultimate vehicle that takes us out of this life. And the end result is God turning from his own to get a Gentile bride who will come into the marriage supper of the Lamb. And that is the rapture. Russia had an invitation 
and turn it down. You see, if Russia had accepted the Pentecostal blessing over 135 years ago when the Holy Ghost fell in Moscow, they wouldn't have had been communists today. They had a great revival in Russia and God came down and uh, they had a great, great revival fire burning way into Siberia. Going even into Shiva and the places just across the United States border. The fire of Pentecost was burning hot and heavy in Russia 135 years ago. And what did they do? They rejected it. And today the country is gone and they're doomed into judgment. And has gone off into wild tantrums of communism and a soul off to the devil. Because they rejected the invitation to the feast. You see, friends, it is very devastating when God makes an invitation and one turns from it. And I want you to understand that I'm dealing on the national levels of rejection against truth. But I will soon bring it home where we live in a moment. You see, God, God is a God of justice. And God is a God of righteousness. Look what, what controls Russia right now with just a small percentage of communists there in Russia. The majority of them are actually Gentile believers or Christians. It's just a small percentage that controls all of Russia today and sends a shock wave of fear into all nations. But yet we understand it was a result that they turned down the invitation. That entire nation as such as went into communists and ruled by Satan himself. Are you following me now? 110 years ago, the Holy Ghost fell in England. And just after that came George Jeffries and the F.F. Bosworth and Charles Finney, Smith Wigglesworth, Spurgeons and some of the great revivalists of that day, great warriors of faith, and they offered England uh, the Holy Ghost revival. Think about it, John Wesley. Think of uh, you. Think of Spurgeons and those great men that stirred up the English, uh, all of Britain and around the nation into Manchester and into the countryside of, of, of England. The place was on fire with the power of God. Hallelujah. Oh, it was a great time. It was a great time for England. And I know what you're thinking right now. England, of all places, England, I had a revival. It's, it's hard to even distinguish that she was such a mighty nation that sent missionaries around the world. Yes, they did into India and Africa and China and the Middle East. And England is a small nation 
uh, probably not as even as big, maybe twice the size of, 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 of Tennessee, but yet has such power to go out into all the world. You know why? Because they embraced the move of Pentecost in that nation. As a result of that, God blessed them. But what did they do? They laughed at the Holy Ghost-filled people. They put them in jail, called them crazy, thought they lost their minds. And the churches refused the people to come near them. And uh, they healed the sick, cast out devils, and done great works. You understand this, how God moves. And see, England as a nation rejected the gospel. And our sins is known throughout all the world today. Our sins is known throughout all of the world. But you see, England, Russia, and England was never at the origin such a place. They were a people who were like the Pentecostals. Or the Ephesus church who desired God, who kept their flames of God's love burning in their lives. But England rejected the gospel in an apostate nation in all the world, even including Rome, France, then England. She's the mother of apostasy. And right where Finney and many of the great uh, preachers were in England, she turned down the gospel. And that nation went into moral corruption over rejecting truth. You see, friends, what am I saying this morning? That there has to be something inside of us as a child of God that welcome truth. The desire of truth that wants to hear what God has to say. Not only hear it, but doers of the word of God. You believe it? Yes, England leads the world in gross perversion. You can hardly watch any kind of a BBC show unless it has some homosexual or gays, some lesbian are transgender in it because the entire nation now has been given over to perversion. <coughs> Pardon me. What am I saying this morning? It is so easy as individuals that when God is speaking and the presence of God and God's face is turned towards us, oh, it is such a detrimental thing to turn from God's presence. Oh, my brother, my sister, Cain went out of the presence of God because he turned from truth. The Bible said that God had set a mark upon him that anyone that ever find Cain will not kill him because he slew his brother. It was, it was a law that God was putting into effect in that day. That man is not to take his brother's life regardless of what the sin is. But yet God placed the mark upon him. 
The Bible said he walked out of the presence of God. And from that day on, Cain's life became a disaster. And I want you to look at the lineage of Cain, my friends, and see how civilization has advanced in this age and has caused men to go down that lineage. Are you listening to me this morning? I trust that this message will come across to you loud and clear today. Yes, England leads the world in gross depravity because she rejected the invitation to come to the feast. Lastly, but not leastly, last but not the last one, last America. 72 72 years ago, when the great healing revival continued on from Pentecost, broke into the nation, and there was a revival on the capital, Washington, D.C., in 1952, when Congressman Upshaw had been crippled for 59 years and was miraculously healed, the power of God started right there in the seat of corruption. Are you hearing me this morning, friends? Amen. Revival fire was burning hot and heavy. And America could not turn their face and say it wasn't so. It was right before them, but they turned it down. And in 1956, uh, America officially turned the truth down. And now she's gone into apostasy. I don't care what kind of revival people are talking about. America is gone into apostasy. And listen, as the bride of Christ, we know who we are and where we're going. Do you believe it? We're not naive and nonchalant about the move of God in this age. How many believe that God has moved in this age? What a mighty revival. Hallelujah. That there'll never be another revival as such. It was a revival, not only through miracles and signs and wonders, but it was a revival that restored the church back to its original place. Oh, there'll never be, I want to say, another revival outside of the revealed word. There never will. In 1956, America officially turned God down. And friends, she has went into a downward spiral from that moment on. It doesn't matter. All kinds of great preacher has rose up with all types of ministry and never been able to restore to the place where she fell from. But praise God, there's a little group who has heed to the Elijah's message that the influence and power of America will never shake her our confidence in Almighty God. You believe that? America as a nation turned God down. But there is a bride who received the power of the first Ephesus church against back, again back in our life. You see, I want to say this, friends. Don't get confused with what is happening around you. Don't be so naive with the foolish virgins. We are the bride of Christ. Remember the four foolish virgins, they did not have the oil. And they came after the oil. But they never got the whole oil. 
So they went out into outer darkness. You believe that? But the church was raptured and went to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And what brought her to that place? The acceptance of Malachi 4 and 5. The word made flesh against, again amongst us. You believe it? America, I don't care how religious she is. She's got more church in every street corner and steeples that out-tower the Eiffel, Eiffel Tower. But it doesn't make any difference. But there is a church, hallelujah. If America turn it down, the bride has received our evening messenger. Oh, there is an evening messenger. Oh, praise God. Oh, God has got a bride in this age. You believe it? Yes, Eliezer has found a bride for Rebecca in this age. You believe that? We are different people. You believe that? We're different people. We're not of the world. Stay alert now. I want you to understand the time and the season. And what's happening in our nation right now. The revivals that's going on by the world itself. That they're claiming these revivals are the revivals of God. I don't doubt that. But there is one revival. Hallelujah. That's happening amongst the church of God. And that is a revival to make us ready for a rapture. It's a sacred coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. You believe it? Do you understand that the foolish virgins are going to try to come after the oil? You know that, don't you? Oh, the, the Episcopalians and, and the Baptists and the Catholics and the Lutherans and, and the Methodists are going to try to come after the oil. But you know the Bible flat out said that they never got it. While they went out to try to get the oil. Amen. The rapture took place. You believe that? How many believes you're in a rapture message? How many believes you're under the shout? Hallelujah. We are a rapture going to the rapture this morning. You believe that church? Hallelujah. There's great things that God is doing in this age. And we were caught by the voice of Elohim that called us out of Sodom and this modern America religious uh, uh, insanity that we see in our nation. You've never been, there's never been a time in the season of America where America is so religious. I kid you not, church. So much religion in our nation. But I ask you, my friends, what is it producing? Is it bringing about changes? Changes that will bring people closer to Almighty God. Changes that will bring us into the image of Jesus Christ. Let me speak to you as a church of God. Yes, America flat turned it down. And nothing left but judgment. Now that judgment is not on the bride of Christ. Hallelujah. Because before the first drop of rain fell, Noah was in the ark. Before the fire even fell in Sodom, Lot, amen, already vacated that place. You believe it? Before the judgments of God strike America, the bride will be in glory. Oh, somebody shout amen. The bride will be in glory in the rapture of the church. Now, I don't want to be critical, but it saddened my heart to see how many people are making such a big fuss about the Asbury College revival. I don't say the people are not sincere. 
I don't say it's not a move of God's spirit. But I want to tell you something. There'll never be another word revival as the voice of God in this generation. Because according to the word, there'll never be another move of the spirit as it's moved in this generation that God called out a bride. What's that? Let me, let, let me, let me put uh, things back in a perspective for you. In a message, is your life's worthy of the gospel? Then Jesus said, the virgins went out to meet Christ. Some of them fell asleep on the first watch, second, fourth, uh, fifth, sixth, seventh watch. But in the seventh watch, then came forth a sound. Behold, the bridegroom come up, go ye out to meet him. And the ones that were sleeping awaken. All the ages back to Pentecost woke up sea from the seven age and the seven church ages. And all the way back to woke up. These that were this church age living, they were changed and went in. And at that time they went in, the sleeping virgin came and said, we want to buy some of your oil. But they said, we just got enough for ourselves. Go to them that sell it. And while they were trying to receive this oil, the bridegroom came and there has never been a time in the history of the world, listen, that the Episcopalians, Baptists, Methodists, uh, Presbyterians, the papers are full of them. The religious paper are praising God. And those sleeping virgins are now trying to receive Pentecost, trying to receive the Holy Ghost. And don't the people realize that it will not happen according to the Word of God. While they were trying to come back, the bridegroom came and took away the bride and they were cast into outer darkness of judgment because they rejected their invitation. America as a nation will never have a revival as such. That was thus saith the prophet. You know why? Because they rejected their invitation as Russia did, as England did, and now America has done it. But friends, I believe there's a revival in the heart of the bride of Christ. Do you believe that? The Holy Spirit is moving in a sovereign way in the heart of the bride of Christ. But a national revival, it'll never happen. You know why? Because they've rejected the invitation to come to the feast. I read it to you. Amen. I read it to you. The, the, the invitation was given, but there was a lot of excuses. There was a lot of excuses given. America is doomed. Sorry to tell you that. And there's no hope for it at all. She's crossed the line between uh, uh, judgment and mercy. And she's rotten to the core. Our politics is rotten, church. And politics will never work. No, sir. Democracy will never work in this nation. So you want to? Well, I'm looking at a democracy that will help us. We, we, we don't have communism. We don't have socialism, but we have a democracy. Let me tell you, friends, democracy would be all right if it was ran by Christians. Hello, church. Don't get quiet on me now. But American democracy is rotten to the core. Yes, it is. It is rotten to the, bore, uh, to, the, to the bone. And it could be run amongst, if it, like I said, if it could be run amongst Christian, it will be fine, but it isn't. 
and the morals of this nation is lower than anything I can think of. And a religious system is rottener than our morals. Look at the corruption in the religious churches in America. But take in mind, that's not the bride of Christ. Hallelujah. Oh, we're higher up by the grace of God. This is why God told John, come up hither and I will show you things that will be hereafter. Do you love him this morning? Don't get caught up in all these stuff you hear going around, friends. You are the church of God. You know the truth. You're not simply moved by anything that happened. America flat already turned it down. There'll never be another national revivalist happening. You may have emotions and all these things. What do you think happened when they went after the oil? They had a lot of emotions, a lot of speaking in tongues, maybe even healing. But remember, they never got the oil. You believe that? Only the bride of Christ, the church of God, the elect of God. If you got the oil, you ought to raise your hands and thank God for it. If you have the oil, you ought to thank God. You got the oil. Amen. Say, God, I'm not giving up this oil of the Holy Spirit. You believe it, church. But democracy, no. We don't have democracy. What we have is a bunch of corrupt politicians on Capitol Hill pushing their, their perverted agenda in the face of God's people. But praise God, there will be a people in this age. Hallelujah. Oh, my brother. Amen. When the world's on fire, don't you want God? Hallelujah. Amen. To be your pillar. Amen. Hidden in the bosom of Almighty God, she'll burn with unquenchable fire. You believe it? Oh, yes, it will burn. Amen. God will burn the whole thing up because of, uh, of turning from God. When Sodom turned from God, God set the whole thing on flame. That is the only thing that brings everything to ashes is fire. Hallelujah. And I pray this morning that God will send fire in our lives. That will bring everything that's unlike Christ to ashes. Send the Holy Ghost fire into the church. That's the revival the church needs today. You believe it? And Brother Matt, I thought it was so staggering when I read this. And Brother Brandon said it. I've heard it for years. And, you know, I've kind of been keeping up with the revivals and different things happening in the nation. I thought, wow, what is going on? But yet there was a little reservation in my heart in 1956. Brother Bram said there will never be another national revival happen in this nation. And I thought, how could that be when you've got little revivals springing up? And I went back to the Word of God. Hey, that's a good message to listen to. Is your life worthy of the gospel? Hallelujah. It makes you feel that small. And your personal relationship with God. Hallelujah. All church run like you never run before. And this stood out to me. And Brother Bram said that don't the people realize it will, it will not happen according to the word of God. While they were trying to come back, the bridegroom came and took away the bride. And they were cast into outer darkness of judgment because they rejected their invitation. I don't say there's not some foolish virgins in there. But I'm telling you, as a nation, as a denomination, as a religious nation, in the whole, this nation rejected the invitation. You believe it? Now she's washed up. Completely washed up. That's the truth. I love our nation, but I don't love the way that our nation does. 
I love our nation and I pray for our president, but I don't love the way and the laws that are being pushed upon our families. Are you with me this morning? You see, she has now joined herself and all these uh, churches and of the nation into a federation of churches and has taken the mark of the beast. America has taken the mark of the beast. Russia took the mark of the beast. England took the mark of the beast. America took the mark of the beast. That's right. And when the Holy Ghost is poured out and the Holy Ghost is rejected, then automatically you take the mark of the beast. When the truth has been preached and the Holy Spirit has been poured out in the church and the turn from it is the mark of the beast. You believe it? Look at it, friends. Look at the nation. She said, well, I don't think it's happened yet. It's already happened. Come on, church. Those in the time of Jesus, they were looking for Elias. And what did he say? Elias has already come. And they missed it. What did this nation do? They missed the visitation of to come to the feast of Pentecost. And they stayed under their organization. And now, look where they went back to their mother whore. The Catholic church. She holds the power of the world in her hands. And someday there'll be a compromise. Don't you worry. But the Jews will be saved in the end. Praise God. And they'll break their covenant right in the middle of the week. Amen. The 70 weeks of Daniel. So you remember that? The last three and a half years. What will happen in Israel? Amen. With Rome, they'll join in a covenant. But a covenant will be broken. Praise God. Because there's a church that will come out. Praise the Lord. All this time, the bride is in glory with Jesus Christ. Oh, thank God for truth. Thank God for revelation. Thank God, young people, that your eyes have been opened to truth, that you're sitting in the church that's telling you the truth. You believe it? Hallelujah. Mark, you think America hasn't? She has. You can debate all you want to and say, oh, well, someday she will. She's already a part of the Confederation of Churches. Realize, according to Revelation chapter 13, that there'll be a, a president will come out of America that will be Catholic. Do you know that? Do you know that's prophecy in our age? That there'll be a, a Catholic president rise out of this nation? Come on, friends. And what would she do? Lead America back to, or, 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 back to the mother of the church. The harlots will go back to the mama. Come on. But praise God. Oh, there's a church in Ephesus that the world cannot stop her. They can burn the Holy Ghost out of her. Hallelujah. I don't know. Maybe some of you will face a little temptation. Maybe you, some of you may face a little trial. I don't know, friends. But when it comes time, I believe God will stand for us. You believe it? Christ give them the opportunity to come to the feast and the feast of Pentecost, which means uh, 50. When the Holy Ghost uh, poured out on Russia, they were called to the feast of Pentecost, spiritual feast, and they turned it flat down. England, the Holy Ghost was poured out upon them, and they turned it flat down. America, the Holy Ghost was poured out upon them and they also turned it down. My, and America, look at it today. Look at our religious system today. Uh, how it can be that the churches can 
ever get into the condition that they are in now. It's beyond human imagination. But you know what it is? It's spiritual insanity. That the church is pursuing spiritual suicide because they've turned down the invitation. Hallelujah. Brother Brian, Brother Brian cried out there. It was in Chicago. He said, this is it. This is the year America turned it down. They rejected the message of the hour. Hallelujah. But yet you notice after that, the message kept on being preached. Kept on being preached. You know why? Because the angel was calling out the elect. Oh, glory. Come out of Sodom. Sit under the oak tree. Sit under the words. You believe it, church. Oh, my. But look at the religious system and the religious mess that we're in today. Oh, I think I must make God sick to watch some of these televised evangelism and some of these so-called uh, Christian services where they make lights and the services become so sacrilegious that, oh my, it'll make a Christian blush in this age. I hope it is. I hope some of the things that's coming out under the name of religion is making you blush. Making you like the blessing prophets that say, oh God, I know this is not the word. I know this nation is doomed. But oh God, bring me and my family out of Satan's Eden. You believe it? It's because they rejected and refused the message of God and the invitation to come to the feast. He sent out and he bid to one come. Then he sent again, come. Then he sent the third time, come, come to the feast. You see, friends, too many excuses is that we see. There's too many excuses to come and line up with truths uh, that I'm preaching today. Amen. There's too many excuses. The world has got a hold of us. Hallelujah. Come on, let's face it. I'm going to preach, hallelujah, if I have to, like Brother Bram said, if I have to drink branch water and eat soda crackers, I'm going to preach in this church, hallelujah, and you can hold back your tide all you want to, from me you'll never starve me out, because there's a God who's able to take care of me, you believe it, God has sent a raven, if he has to, you can't starve out a Holy Ghost preacher, amen, God will back him up, you believe it, Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You realize my eternal destination and my calling and confirmation and vindication is not based on finances, but on the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Do you love him this morning? You appreciate him? Oh, yes, truth will be preached. But too many excuses. Amen. Too many excuses. I, I married a wife. I bought a piece of land. I, I, I've got five um, oxen. I've got to do this, and I've got to do that, and I've got to do the other, and excuses. But brother, because of it, God has turned his face three times. Three nations went into devastation. God help us. I tell you this morning, don't toy with the word, accept it, and submit to it, and live a life worthy of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Understand that in the Old Testament, every 50 years, uh, was a year of jubilee to any who was in captivity. And once they hear the trumpet sound, they can choose to walk free. 
They could heed to the message of freedom, the shout, the voice, and the trump. Uh, First Thessalonians uh, 4 and 6. You see, the refusal, they were uh, in refusal. The Bible says that they were pierced in the ears because they rejected the invitation. God will face you with truths. Doesn't matter how much it scorch your flesh and pinch your flesh, how much it embarrasses you and how much what it does to you, God will come to you and speak to you. Hallelujah. I love that. I love to go to church where Joel and a man looks at me in the eyes and tell me the truths and say, you know what? Tell me what is right. Tell me the truths and preach the truths to me because someday I don't want to come up lacking at the end of the road. But listen now, they refused. And the Bible said they were pierced in the ears because they rejected the invitation. And this was a sign that their fervent rights to freedom and will never hear the gospel sound again. Now the same thing naturally applies spiritually. When you hear the gospel and knows the truth and you reject it and refuse to line up to it, then God has no other choice but to turn his face from you. That's right. Praise God. Hallelujah. No excuses. You know what? I want to be a Christian with no excuses. I thought about making some t-shirts. We are Christians. No excuses. Hallelujah. We are Christians. No excuses. God does not look at excuses, friends. Look at the severity of his judgment upon a three entire nation. That he, and these nations are still under the curse from that. You realize America is still under that curse? Russia is still under that curse? Look at England. She's still under that curse. What about an individual that turns from God? They'll stay under that curse. I pray God will help us. That we'll come to him and say, Lord, no excuse in my life, Father. I, I, I can't say I've I done this and I've done that. The wedding supper has been prepared and Christ has sent out as his messenger. And he's saying, come to the feast. Praise God. I'm glad I'm able to come to the feast. Have you received an invitation to come to the feast this morning? In another place. Hallelujah. Amen. A great man made a great feast. And he sent out invitations. And only those that had an invitation can come to the feast. And there was a man that came in and he was not robed. He was not washed. He was not prepared. And the head of that household came to him and said, friend, whence did you come into the feast? Where's your invitation? Uh, where, 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 where's your robe? You can't come to this feast without an invitation. Praise God. Hallelujah, I'm so glad that we as a bride of Christ has received an invitation in this age. Are you glad for that? And what did he say? Take this man, bind him hand and foot and cast him into out of darkness. What was that? The judgment of the white throne judgment. You'll never be able to come to the feast unless you have an invitation. And I trust this morning, friends, that you've heed that invitation to come to the feast that God has prepared for us today. You believe that? You say, from then on, from then on, when God's face is ever turned against a nation, a church, or an individual, from then on, 
It doesn't matter how much truth is being preached. They will never hear it. And God has no other church a choice but to turn his face from a nation. It doesn't matter how many Billy Grahams and all Roberts and, 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 and ministry raised up in this nation. America will never hear the truth again. You know why? Because she rejected the invitation and our ears is pierced now. It doesn't matter what. She will never hear the truth. When you bring it down to a church, friends, if a church ever turned from God and receive a pierce in their ear, they will never hear truth. It doesn't matter how much truth has been preached. They'll never hear truth again. How about an individual? If they reject truth, truth can preach, but they'll never be received. It's a horrible place to be. How many people you know, it doesn't matter how much heart preaching has been preached. They've heard the message. They've been in the message. They've been in the churches, been around the churches, Brother Jonathan. But it doesn't matter how much truth has been preached. They'll never line up to it. Why? Their ears have been pierced. They can't hear it. They can't help it. Their ears is now deaf to the truth, and they cannot hear it. Have you ever wondered that? Have you ever wondered that in your life? How many of you have been in a message for so many years? Some people, doesn't matter how much truth, they can hear such wonderful truths preached, and they'll never change. They're still the same person. Still the same. Never a change in their lives. I wonder, could their ears be pierced? Could their ears be pierced to where the truth does not penetrate any longer in their lives? You see, bore in the ears marked the way that you'll never hear it. I want you to remember, that's a sign of closing the ears. You won't hear it no more. And the Bible said, he bid three times. Three times. He sent out and they didn't listen to the feast. And then again, he said, go and compel those people to come. The table has got to be set. Hallelujah. I want to thank God that I heard the cry of a message in this age. I want, to, I want to thank God through organization and denomination and even sitting out there in a nation that rejected God that there was something inside of me that heard the cry of God in my life. Hallelujah. That I can say, oh God, I'm so glad that I can say that I'm one of them. Are you glad to be one of them? Where could you have been today? You could have been sitting under dogmatic teaching, under falsehood, religiosity, and churches that mock God, where God has been already thrown out of the church. Think about it. Think about it. I believe it was you that sent me a clip the other day. Some Catholic guy up there with some kind of a gay banner. When it, why in the world does the, the perverted minds think that they can use the rainbow as some symbol of perversion? It was a symbol for the bride of Christ. She is the rainbow bride. Some guy up there is a priest trying to convince his audience that God was gay and God was a lesbian and God was a homosexual and God was a transgender. Therefore, because God's spirit is that, then we possess God's spirit. The man is sick in the head. Amen. He needs to see a psychiatrist. Hello, church. Amen. It's a bunch of hogwash in the church. Amen. But praise God, there are some people who is rising up in this age. Friends, I believe I'm preaching to the elect of God this morning. You believe it? Think of that and people actually 
uh, by that and believe it and say amen to it. It was you that said it to me, I believe. Look at the sick world today. And people actually believe that. My goodness, I say their ears have been bored. Their ears is bored, marked away, and they'll never hear the truth anymore. I want you to remember as I close, it's a sign of closing the ears that you won't hear it no more. Three, this, three times they sent it out. Come to the feast. Come to the feast. Russia, come to the feast. Amen. England, come to the feast. To the Jews, come to the feast. To the Gentile church, come to the feast. Hallelujah. But they had excuses. They had excuses. But praise God. There were some people. Hallelujah. They may not have been perfect. Amen. And the head of the household said, go out there in the highways and the hedges and compel some of these that are halt and lame and crippled and sick. Hallelujah. They're not perfect people, but bring them to the feast. I'm glad that he called them to the feast. Amen. You believe that? I'm thankful he brought us to the feast. He said the table's ready. There's still room. And I believe to the predestinated seed, they will heed to the truth and come to the marriage feast. You believe it? Oh God, bring us to that marriage feast of, of the word of this age. And may we live on it and feed on it and feast on it. Are you listening to the spiritual food in due season? It'll build a rapturing faith inside of you. Amen. Are you listening to TV preachers, TV evangelists? Are you listening to spiritual food in due season? Come on, church. We have a message. Amen. A message that will rapture us. Amen. We're not America that turned on the gospel. We are the bride. We are the nation inside of a nation. You believe that? You believe that, you know, Israel was a nation inside of a nation. And the bride is a nation inside of a nation. Hallelujah. Whose God is God. Whose God still worked miracles. Whose God is able to deliver us from the fiery furnace. Whose God is, helping, is able to take us out of the mouths of the lions. Hallelujah. Who's able to rapture us and present us faultless before the throne of God. On that day, spotless, without any fault in our lives. Hallelujah. Praise God. Are you, are you looking forward to that moment? Are you looking for that time? Is your life worthy of the gospel, friends? Hallelujah. Let the Jews turn it down. The Russians turn it down. The English turn it down. America has turned it down. Hallelujah. But there's a church that has received it and said, Lord, praise God. You give me another chance. I was not the aristocrats. I was not the church goer. But you sent out in all my deficiencies and you sent in the evening messenger the call one more time praise God I heard the call and I ran to the feast hallelujah praise God let's all stand to your feet as our musicians come amen hallelujah praise God do you love him do you love him are you coming to the feast are you feeding on the word are you saying, God, take that word and change me? Change me from what I was to what God wants me to be in my life. Hallelujah. The, the call has went out in this nation, friends. The call has went out again in the church. 
Abraham said God took a nation out of a nation, a people out of a people for his name's sake. And in this age, I believe God is calling a people out of the mess age. Amen. Into Jesus Christ. You believe it? That all the saints that believe the message are going in, but the bride, hallelujah. Praise God. She's heard the call of the word in this age. Aren't you glad for it, friends? Aren't you thankful that you're not confused? That you're scratching your head wondering what truth is? And the world going after truth and they can't find truth because your ears are bored. They can't hear the true gospel anymore. You present truth to them and they try to twist it every way they can. And praise God, hallelujah, friends, that we have come to the feast of Pentecost again in this age. Are you feeding on it? Are you feeding on it every day? Forget about everything. Just feed on Jesus Christ. Just keep eating on him. Hallelujah. The Bible said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed out of the mouth of God. Are you feeding on that word? Are you holding to that word? Praise God. Lord, I'm coming to the feast of the word in this age. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. When I think of a nation, friends, I look around and I see all the things that are going on in our nation and the religious world. I look at even our message. I can't help but looking at our own message and I thank God. How could this even be under the name of the message? How can things like this go on? I have to stop, lift my hands up to God and said, who am I to be the judge? I'm so glad I was one of them that was halt and lame and sick and uh, they compelled me and somehow that voice got down inside of me and called me today to come to this feast that I'm at today. I'm not confused. Amen. I'm a child of God because the elect will never be deceived. Do you believe that? How many believes you're the bride? You will never be deceived by what's going on. You're just that handful. You're that wheat. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, the stock, the tassel, the shock. It's a lot that's going on. A lot of frolic, a lot of things. But it looks just like the wheat. But when you tear it back, there's just that little handful of grain that's on the inside. Praise God. There's a church that's going back uh, to being what God has called her to be in this age. Praise God. Let's sing a little song there, my brother, this morning. Appreciate you. Thank you for your attentiveness to the word today. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I'm so glad. Yes, I'm glad. I can say I'm one of them. Oh, I'm one, one of them. them. I'm one of them. Hallelujah. I'm so glad I can say I'm one of them. They were gathered. There are people almost everywhere whose hearts are all the same. With the fire that fell at Pentecost, cleanse and made them clean. It is burning now within my heart. All glory to His name. I'm so glad I can say I'm one of them. Oh, I'm one of them. One of them. I'm so glad I can say I'm one of them. Holy Ghost, our preservers came now. 
Oh. 
this world. To reject Hold on. This world. Take up your cross. And it Hallelujah. It's the cross. Oh, one by one. Let us live our lives for the one who died. To Till the trumpet sounds on that final day, let us proudly stand boldly. We come to this invitation. Take up your cross and follow Jesus. Take up your cross every day, every day. And don't be ashamed to say that you know him. No, just count the cross. Jesus, this, to think that God in his great grace has bypassed so many, oh God, to come to you today and to remind you that you're a child of God, that no weapon that is formed against you can and shall and will prosper, that you are a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, I'm grateful today to be a part of him. It's not a light matter. It's something that we take to heart to know that God is interested in us. To speak to us the way he did this morning. And just to think I can just insert myself there. Hallelujah. As the bid goes out. Praise God. I came to the marriage supper. Hallelujah of the Lamb. Praise God. Some morning it will be glorious when we all get to heaven. What a day of rejoicing that will be. God bless you. I, I want to say this. You get the report this morning. Okay. Thank you. Um, we... You remember there's a, a brother from um, Guyana that uh, ministered here, Brother Prane. How many remembers him? He had a wonderful job, just a 
tremendous job just uh, preaching the truth. Uh, he, he had uh, sent me a request on uh, WhatsApp, just messaged me. So they were doing a little project at their church, trying to retile some little bathroom or something like that. And um, uh, they had asked for some contributions to the local saints there. And, um, but if it's possible, the Lord will lay upon our heart to try to help them with this. They would greatly appreciate it. So um, next Sunday, the Lord willing, we want to lift up an offering to help the Brother Prame and the church there. And Buxton, actually, is the church I grew up in. was the parsonage there. Uh, he said it will cost them about $4,500 U.S. So I'd like to see if we can't lift that money and just send it to him to help them out there. Uh, they're doing a great work there uh, down in uh, Georgetown, uh, uh, setting out the gospel light uh, to help the fellow saints of God down, even up into amongst the Amerigian people of the Northwest. It's close to the border there, Brother um, Roger of Venezuela, over on that side the Amazon River, so they're helping quite a bit there themselves, but I'd like to really help him, the Lord willing, if you, if you would, just keep that, I'll send you out a reminder to help Brother Prem and the, the church there is called Full Truth Tabernacle, I love that, Full Truth Tabernacle, so let's just pray, the Lord will just, uh, whatever he places upon your heart, I keep forgetting about it, and, but I just want to remind you, that's next, uh, next Sunday, we'll live that, and then, not this uh, Wednesday coming, but the following Wednesday, we will have communion and foot washing here at the tabernacle, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday. Prepare your heart and uh, come and just have the Lord be a part of God's, of God's supper. He's invited you this morning to come, and may God bless each and every one of you. Let's remember the service coming up Wednesday night. I'll be firing away again here. Hallelujah. Pray for me. The Lord will just take control of my mind and spirit that will bring truth and bring the word that will help us to get closer uh, to Jesus Christ. How many have been appreciating the services? Amen. God has just been pouring the word out. Sometimes it hurts, friends. But I tell you the truth, it always hurts, but it'll make us feel better. Amen. When the truth is speak, uh, spoken in love. Let's bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for your amazing grace. Be with us, Lord, as we leave this place. May your sweet Holy Spirit go with us, Lord. There's just so much more uh, could have been said this morning, but I just felt the Holy Spirit just talking my heart to give a little window that there may be those that need prayers. And I just pray, God, that you'll just continue to be with us as we move into the Wednesday evening service. Captivate my mind and spirit, Lord, to be a blessing and a help to the body of Christ. Lord, I have no personal gain in, in just being unpopular with the truth, but only to lift up Jesus Christ. Lord, we've been through life and we've seen a lot of things, Lord. We don't have all the answers, but we've raised a family. We've seen how Satan can come in, Father. And we pray that you'll help us to use these little examples and experience in life to be of some form of help to the body of Christ. Help us, I pray, Lord. Go with us, bring us back at the appointed time. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and the church says, amen, amen and amen. Let's remember, continue to remember Sister Shirley as well. Satan sure been battling her with that blood pressure. And let's just pray God will just help her. And she was at, I think, almost midnight last night, Smyrna, trying to get them to do some x-rays. To, she thought maybe her leg had some clot in it, but come to find out it's the blood pressure. But we know God can heal it. You know, Mama struggled for years. She was almost, this year she would probably be 80 or 81 maybe. Or she was actually older than I think our birth certificate said, but... 
She battled all the time with blood pressure, and I would hear her up there just rebuking that demon of blood pressure. I said, Mama, what you doing? She said, I'm just talking to this devil over here, letting him know where I stand. Hallelujah. You got to rebuke that devil from your life. God bless you as you go. Pray one for the other. Love one another, and God bless you until we meet again. Uh, you're dismissed in Jesus' name. Shalom to you. And also, the young people that's learning to uh, play instruments, they'll be back here again this evening, I believe, around 5 o'clock. Praise the Lord. You're dismissed in Jesus' name. Oh, I believe that he's coming back.